Alright guys, welcome back to Green Visor guys. I'm over here grabbing my visor to put it on. We're back in the saddle. We are back with Green Visor guys. I think the most important thing to point out immediately is that for the past few weeks we have been hacks. We've we've sat hacks on this podcast. We've sat on this podcast and we've said the market there's nowhere for the market to go but up. We know exactly and you know what? But we, we start the podcast by saying we're not experts. The market doesn't know what we're, it's doing. We don't know what we're doing. That's the point of this podcast. And then we s immediately switch and I go, Austin, where do you think the market's going to go? And he says through the roof. And so um, we're here to say that we're aware we of that. fucked up. Now, we, Austin, we where's the up. market going? <laughs> What's the market update? What do you got? We, I'm going to be honest, we fucked up. And the reason why... Well, we didn't, though, because we agree that we don't know what we're talking about. We do. We just which still makes talk us like actually we do. the opposite of fucking up, which is, yes. which is cool. We're um, valid. We're, we're, we're valid. Um, but, guys, it's been, a, it's been a hard, like, long and lonely week. Uh, we are <laughs> sitting at a... We're sitting at a market cap of $387 billion, um, down from you know, 500 billion in the last couple weeks. So it, it has been uh, kind of a, a smack in the face. Bitcoin sitting at um, actually 8,400. 8, so like it's getting, you know, it's getting closer back to that 9,000. But man, we were almost at 10,000 with Bitcoin. So that sucks. Ethereum tanked. Um, that could be for a couple of different reasons, but um, that blows. And then Update, Bitcoin Cash is about to uh, overtake Ripple in market cap for the number three spot. So just a quick quick market update uh, on what's going on. And uh, we've been going through uh, each, each, um, each coin every week. We've been going through the top ten. This week we actually have a special guest, uh, Tech Guy Liam. So we met Liam through our Instagram and we kind of agreed that uh, the market's a shithole and no one knows what they're doing and he thinks the same. And so uh, he's definitely a lot smarter than us. He does a lot of mining. And so we thought we'd bring him on for the tech update uh, on EOS. So Liam, tell us about yourself and you know, tell, us, uh, tell us about EOS. Hey there, I'm Liam Abai. Um, I also go by the Blockchain Tutor on Instagram. Um, a little bit about me. I've been in crypto for about almost a decade now. I haven't been there since the beginning or since the inception of Bitcoin, but I was there way before ASICs had taken over the uh, mining space and before Mark Carpellis ran away with a bunch of Bitcoin. <laughs> um, so way, way, way sooner than us, essentially. That's what you're saying. That's awesome. That's awesome. Just a okay. little bit. Um, yeah, just a tad. Yeah, so I started out, um, you know, obviously I was a miner at that point. I'm only 23 right now. Um, I was a miner, as in a child. So uh, I didn't have that much money. Minor and minor. Both of the minors. I, <laughs> I was a minor, that. minor. Yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. So you were like, while well, kids were like pushing lawnmowers, you were like building <laughs> crap. And yeah, that's awesome. That's super rad. Yeah. I've always been more into the whole work smart than work hard thing. And, oh, good, uh, good, good. When I saw the opportunity with, you know, Bitcoin and Litecoin, I had realized I had, not to say missed the boat, but missed the best opportunity to get in the time to mine Bitcoin. But that was sort of when altcoins were flourishing. So I hopped right in. I built a uh, one GPU miner, mining rig. Cool. Um, 
I pointed it towards the Litecoin network, and I let that baby go for about six months before I uh, cashed out. Because nice. my parents were just like, you know, why are you just heating our room up with this? Yeah, machine? like, I thank you for using the, yeah, for yeah. creating a new heater. And all the electricity. I'm sure they loved and appreciated that. But that was sort of um, a big sparking off point for me because, especially with them, I realized a lot of people don't get Bitcoin. They don't understand it. And even when, if you can get them to um, understand it a little bit, they get very freaked out by the concept of not being able to physically hold something in their hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So I had asked my parents because I wanted to, you know, obviously get bigger because the mining was successful. Um, and they told me, you know, if you can come back with gains and show us actual real money cash profit, you know, we might be willing to invest in you. And they probably thought it was all bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I came home, you know, a week later, I cashed out all my Litecoin way too early. If I had waited, yeah. I'd be sitting oh, pretty right I think now. It's always too early. I think we oh, always, always it. agree that it's too early. But Exactly. <laughs> Whenever I sell, I feel like it's too yeah, early. Yeah, you're like, God oh, damn it, I missed it. It's mm. all right. But, um, oh, okay, so you showed them cash? Yep, I showed them cash money on the table, and it sort of blew their minds. And, you know, from that point, they were ready to go. Um, we continuously built until, I want to say it was a 2013 or 2014 crash of Bitcoin. Mm. A lot of people cashed out. A lot of people lost all their money. Me, as a miner, I lost um, my profitability because, you know, the electricity stays the same. It doesn't care, you know, what the price yeah. of Bitcoin doesn't, is. doesn't care about Malcox. Mm -hmm. So Dang. I ended up having to shut down my, I'm pretty sure it was, seven or eight farm. At that point, I was predominantly mining Feathercoin too at that point because I saw that as a nice long play. I felt that might be competition to Litecoin because at that point, you know, now we live in this ecosystem where people are developing, you know, platforms for decentralized applications, smart contracts, and everything's so new and awesome. Back then, it was literally just who can make the transactions the fastest. Okay. Bitcoin hadn't That's really right. run into a scaling issue yet. You know, there wasn't that there was a transaction fee issue a little bit, and that was also sort of what the race was with all the altcoins. Yeah. But it was just a simpler time. I'll put it that it way. It was a simpler time. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, good. Now, tell me, tell me about EOS. Tell me about what, what EOS kind of looks like. Tell me about um, kind of what it does and the, the techie side of it. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was definitely skeptical at first. I had actually looked into EOS about two months ago. Because, um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this yet, I'm a big, big um, Ethereum backer. I'm a big Ethereum miner. Um, I love the fact that Ethereum finally broke in and said, you know, let's have code run on the node. We don't just need to transact, um, you know, cryptocurrencies. Yeah. So, Ethereum's sort of been going a little weird lately. Um, Vitalik made a few announcements. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have mentioned Casper yet on the podcast. No, we haven't. We haven't. We haven't dug into that yet. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially, yeah, wait, what is that? Who, well, first of all, who's Vitalik and, and what's the Casper? So Vitalik is one of the found, main founders, original founders, I should say, um, and one of the leaders of the development team of Ethereum. Um, right now, Ethereum is mineable. Like I said, I mine it mainly um, on all of my AMD rigs. But Casper has been proposed and it's, been in talks basically for about, I want to say six-ish months. He announced it as sort of a proposal 
to get away from the environmental impact that the GPU mining is having because you know as a miner I definitely love you know being hands-on in mining but I, I myself can't even deny um, you know obviously the environmental impact the electricity usage it, it's getting up there and especially now when we're trying to have applications and smart contracts and you know businesses fueled using blockchain technology that's only going to grow especially yeah. as as these platforms not even Bitcoin but as these um, decentralized application platforms hit the mainstream so basically what EOS did is like I said six or two months ago when I looked into it they really didn't have much a lot of people were almost calling it a conspiracy theory almost but I dug a little deeper and I found basically a lot of stuff that I ended up liking about it and given the time to mature I personally am going to start looking at it more seriously I'm not gonna call any an ethereum killer in and of itself but okay. I definitely think that given the right development and given time to mature it huh. could 100 percent be a very very strong competing platform really okay mm. so why what what would it actually be doing so this is the most interesting part um, like you guys haven't gone over Casper have you guys gone over solidity at all nope nope okay. we have <laughs> sorry bringing tech guy Liam in here we're like yeah, let's, no, it's let's, good, uh, let's get that. yeah so basically when Ethereum was created they said let's have a standard for creating tokens on our network and they did it's called ERC20 um, that's cool and fine a lot of people use it um, it's basically if you're a developer like me you can think of it as a development kit a library full of the blueprints that you need to make your token um, okay. the thing is you have to learn solidity to be able to do it solidity is the very specific the ethereum specific programming language uh, okay yeah I am um, I had actually just bought a course myself <laughs> to um, uh, learn it before I looked into EOS I'm sort of regretting that decision now because the thing I'm most excited about with EOS is that it promises the ability to use any language to develop smart contracts and Wow that's huge that is extremely huge because you know say you or um, Andrew want to you know hire someone to build any kind of decentralized application you don't have to now be constrained by trying to find the cheapest solidity developer in your area you know what I mean yeah you exactly can you can just find the best whoever developer period exactly you can find whoever okay, or the cheapest okay. if you want and uh, cool. go with it so there's that which is you know extremely interesting and I think that that will sort of either force Ethereum to adopt a new method of implementing smart contracts or you know like I said just provide extremely extremely stiff competition Brad, the that's rad. Front, yeah they also have what's called um, delegated proof-of-stake as opposed to current proof-of-work and eventually Casper for Ethereum and sharding I'm not gonna get into that though because that's a little more complicated <laughs> than Casper even. but um basically what delegated proof-of-stake is is it's a very very unique um, consensus model where proof-of-work all of the miners are competing to produce blocks and solve these advanced you know hashing equations delegated proof-of-work or I'm sorry delegated proof-of-stake basically says we're gonna have all the stakeholders vote on I think it's 21 people exactly and those people are gonna be what's called block producers now there's it's not totally ironed out exactly yet how they're gonna be 
I don't want to put it the wrong way, but like reined in almost because obviously okay. they need to produce the blocks on time all the time, and they're going to be heavily incentivized to do so. Um, in the white paper right now, all EO says is that they're going to try to have um, cryptographic fallbacks in place and automated fallbacks in place. So say, you know, you had voted me a block producer because you actually have to get the whole community. Wow. Again, they haven't gone into much detail about how or what kind of platform it's going to be for people to voice and say, you know, choose me. I have the computing power to, you know, run as one of the block producers very well. It's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Okay. Um, but I'm more excited for this than probably any other um, proving algorithm or consensus al algorithm, I should say, that I ever have been before. That's because cool. to me, it's truly decentralized. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The people well, are choosing. What would be the timeline? So, like, what's the timeline of all this? Like, so you you like EOS? Where mm -hmm. it's going in a different direction? But mm -hmm. how long do you think it would take tech tech wise to to make all this stuff come true? Well, they're promising. Uh, well, I shouldn't say promise. They're saying that they're going to have a launch date, and that's the other thing we need to mention. EOS, the token is going to be different than EOS, the platform. So Interesting. Yeah, they had a very, very unique ICO structure, um, huh. which has sort of drawn them a little flack from, again, conspiracy theorists. But um, as you guys probably know, most ICOs are very fast. You know, some can be hours, some can be days, maybe a week I've seen. EOS has actually been in an ICO over the course of a whole year. Wow. They've been constantly developing... Um, you know, as a developer like me and as an investor like me, I look at that and I can say, you know, wow, I'm able to get updates. I'm able to choose when I want to invest, choose, you know, the price if point, I feel yeah. they're getting yeah. to a point where they're going to be successful. But at the same time, it's also a very long time to hold an ICO. There's going to be a lot of tokens in circulation. Um... Through my research, I've heard some people talking about it. I don't necessarily think this is going to happen, but some people have said it could potentially be a play or a ploy, I should say, to lessen the value of Ether once EOS actually launches by dumping tokens on huh. the Ethereum network. Wow. Okay. Um, I was in the conspiracy theory camp a little bit, I'm not going to lie, until I did more research and found out who's backing the project. Okay, yeah, what's the team ever... like? It's mainly led by one guy named Dan Larimer. I'm not sure if you guys have mentioned him on your podcast before. No, we haven't. He's been in the space for a, a long time. Um, he's pretty much the only reason I have faith in them pulling through with the development because he's huh. had two extremely successful um, projects that are almost basically along the same lines. Of He's very much for not just blockchain business platforms, but completely decentralized blockchain business hmm. platforms. Okay. And if you've seen my website, you know I'm all about decentralization. Yeah, 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 yeah. People. Um, okay, so good guy. Good no, knows his yeah, shit is what we're saying. Exactly. Okay. He knows cool. his shit. All right, so what do you think? Yes, good idea, bad idea? I think it's going to work. Give me your like final thoughts on it. Final thoughts? I definitely think it's going to work, and I actually plan on learning how to develop decentralized applications. I don't know if necessarily for the regular investor it'll be super amazing, but I can almost guarantee that for developers like me, we will 100% be way more drawn to EOS when it launches as a platform than Ethereum solely because 
I can use any programming language I want. You That's know what cool. I mean? That's cool. That's it's very non-restrictive. All right. So hey, upside for EOS, uh, Liam, Tech Guy Liam. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, and we uh, we appreciate Anytime, it. Hi, man. I appreciate cool. it. Thank you very much. All right, that was an awesome interview. That was uh, interesting. I yeah, we, I think we learned a lot about EOS. I think we also learned a lot about Liam. Hopefully, we have this as a reoccurring segment. But yeah. right now, as always, it's time for our sponsors. Our sponsors. And like we said last week. We're going to bring a sponsor on board. What turned out to happen was that the sponsor we had lined up, they couldn't afford, you know, like our rate. Our number of listeners yeah. is so high now that the, <laughs> the sponsor we had... Um, you just couldn't they, do it. Sorry, they, they Google. Bow out. Yeah, Google. Sorry, Google. Um, you couldn't afford it. We had Google on board, and then we had Satoshi. Are we allowed to say that? Okay. I... I like that might be like um, real false advertising where they like pin us. Yeah, they're gonna um, dude, all eleven listeners might suffer. Google, we if uh, here, you heard it here first. If we get sued by Google, we're gonna be rich because <laughs> we'll be famous as shit. Anyway, that's fine. Um, so as always, we do bring a sponsor though, and the sponsor is near and dear to our heart. Uh, this week, it's an important it's an important group that we hope gets sued by Google. The, today is brought to you by Green Visor guys. Green it's, visor guys. Uh, it's two guys, one in Indiana, one in California. What they do is they bring you the news, the news of crypto, the news of the world, and uh, life they're itself. Yeah. They're growing. They're growing. Uh, I, I say that as my lights flicker um, yeah. on and off, and we're just trying to keep the lights on here, everyone. So if you do have a sponsor for us and for our vast number of listeners, then please reach out. But with that, let's go to the major news stories. Yeah, let's talk about it. We uh, had a shit show this week. Um, the market tanked. There's a lot of reasons that uh, people are pointing to, but one of the biggest is South Korea's ex one of South Korea's largest exchanges, Upbit, gets tanked by the police. What? What is this? I mean. We keep getting surprised by this, and the market keeps reacting to it. But I'm like, guys, if you own an exchange, it's probably going to get taken down with a battering ram at some point. Like, make <laughs> sure you have insurance on your doors because oh the police are coming for you uh, yeah. all the time. But So they got suspected of fraud. Andrew, are you surprised by that? I'm not surprised, but I will say usually – I would, you know, do jokes and and but this one kind of is like, oh man, we we really don't want this. We you really don't want any exchanges, um, especially South Korea that has made news recently. You know, legalizing or moving towards acceptance of ICOs, and has a big market for crypto. I think we really don't want uh, an exchange like this to be doing one fraudulent things and two. I mean, you want them to get caught for it, but ideally they just wouldn't be making these just, ah, oh, man, I can't. Here's the thing. Why? They make yeah. so much money. There's so much opportunity for them with not doing that much. Why not just, exactly. why just, just make money? Yeah, man? I don't know, man. I think, and I think this it? is why we have such a, a bad rap for, for cryptocurrency. Yeah, I think this is why people like question it so much is like, lo and behold, we're getting knocked down for fraud, but he, but so here's my thing though: is this abnormal for the industry, or is it just is it normal just for any financial industry? And by that I mean like 
how many banks are getting hit for fraud. You know what I mean? This is one cryptocurrency right, exchange right, yeah. out of the entire world, right? That's getting, you know, in trouble for fraud. But like how many banks daily get like hit and fined and, you know, shut yeah. down for fraud and we don't see a drop of that in the news. Yeah. So I is it normal? Make, what do you think? Well, I think you make a good point. I mean, Wells Fargo went through and is still going through, you know, extensive fraud charges about them opening secondary accounts uh, for people that have a monthly transaction fee that the people weren't aware of. But the, I think here's the difference. The difference is that I still bank with Wells Fargo, and part of that is because I don't think there's going to be a run on banks. There's just more respect for that industry than there is for crypto. So even even if it is um, happening all throughout finance, which it probably is, uh, or at least it, it very well could be, the fact that it's happening in crypto, we have to be a little bit ahead. We have to be above that, at least in the interim, because people don't trust it yet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and for good reason. I mean, like that's no, I mean, valid. Yeah, exactly. It's. It, I mean, why would you with uh, this happening? Exchanges happening with ICOs, coins. Yeah, it's kind of a rough. lot of fake shit. Well, that's. I mean, it's brutal. It sucks. Um, I think the market reacted. See, I don't know if the market reacted to this news though, because that the thing about crypto is, is there's like a thousand different things happening every single day. And so a lot of people are saying that this is the reason the market crashed this past week. But, like, how can you say that? There's so much shit going on and so much great stuff going on at the same time. So, like, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't expect it to balance out. But in a sense, like, why would, why would big, hardy investors? Because the, the individual people, yeah, will sell off based on this rumor, based on this news, based on all this stuff. But, like, the big, huge investors that have, like, millions and millions of dollars that are investing – do you think they're susceptible to the sell-off when it comes to news like this, or do you think that they have a stronger hand? I, I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's you can prove it either way. What I what I could see happening is that uh, the big investors start getting in more now because price is relatively low compared to yeah. what the expectation is. But it's such a weird week, right? You have an exchange, the biggest exchange in South Korea, being investigated for fraud. In the same week, Goldman Sachs is saying, hey, yeah, we believe in this industry. And yeah. very institutionalized investors from any number of large groups are getting into it kind of heavy-handed. Yeah, so exactly. what do you do with it? I mean, so that's so, you, right. Like you said, uh, who knows? It, it yeah, seems that exactly. it's connected to... But, so my other thing is... Maybe not. Yeah, so my other thing is, though, the reason, and this is my purely my speculation, but... Um, I mean, we haven't seen a dip like this in a while, and the last dip that we did see kind of correlates with what's going on right now, and that's the Bitcoin futures. Okay. So as these banks are opening more Bitcoin futures, I yeah. really think that's why the market tank, because I, I don't think any huge like, million-dollar investors give a shit about South Korea. Like, sure, yeah, there's, like, they, ha they have a lot of money there, but that goes into the market, but... I think they're smarter than that. You know what I mean? I think they're, they, they are more heavy-handed in that sense where they're not going to sell the rumor or sell the news or whatever. They, like, they have specific number goals that they're trying to reach. And I think they tanked the market, pulled out a shit ton of money because they're sinking Bitcoin to you know, eventually... Yeah, it could be. 
And, well, and I think just, that's so interesting. Oh. They're also just a leading indicator. I mean, if you're a Goldman and you're getting in, which I don't, they, they haven't gotten in yet, and but you know, say you're that a big institutional investor, yeah. you don't really have to care as much about the the Reddit type stuff because you can just control the market to a degree on your own. I mean, I think we've we've assure we've sure to have seen that. It's, yeah. it's definitely yeah. the case that we've seen whales move the market. So yeah. So I think, honestly, my personal opinion is that it is because of the futures. But who knows? Uh, but the good news is, is if it is, it's going to pump back up. So stoked yeah. to hear that. And I also say that every week, and I could be wrong. So <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so Mt. Gox. So speaking of really – oh, no. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about Mt. Gox. Um, sure. Speaking of hacks and, and shit going wrong – um, another kind of leading indicator on, on what people are thinking that is moving the market is the Mt. Gox hacker, the address that's associated with that, is moved about um, 8,000 Bitcoin into uh, an active wallet. So if you guys don't know what Mt. Gox is, Mt. Gox uh, was a Bitcoin exchange in Japan, and it was around in like kind of the early years of Bitcoin, so like 2010, 2011, um, and in like 2014, it was handling 70% of all the Bitcoin in the world. So it's a ma major, major, major exchange. And uh, basically in February 2014, everything shut down and they filed for bankruptcy just without any indication, filed for, ba filed for bankruptcy and started just liquidating the company in 2014. And then basically they announced that 850,000 Bitcoin were missing and stolen. So that oh like gosh, so 850,000 bitcoin that were that were hacked from this this exchange and they just liquidated. It wasn't like they got it back. It wasn't like an, it it was like they're like sorry it's gone. So that's So Mt. Gox, yeah, it's shafted, right? Can you imagine like having that would be so frustrating. So yeah, man. Um but so eventually we end up finding out that, you know, most of most of the Bitcoins that were missing um, have been found, but it's been, they've all been in a certain address. So they call that the Mt. Gox hacker. So whoever, the, whoever that guy is, we can't find out because crypto is, you know, anonymous. Um, and this is kind of the downfall of crypto is this guy hacked 850,000 Bitcoin and now has them in a wallet that everyone can see. So he moved his like he they mo he moved his 8,000 Bitcoin recently in the last week to an active wallet that he's going to essentially sell. So um, he doesn't. So it, we've seen this time and time again. Um, the Mt. Gox guy he doesn't sell on exchanges because obviously those can be tracked, and so he really sells them to uh, other like other investors or whatever. Um, and I mean, they, he does have to do it through certain channels, so it does affect the market. Um, you know, obviously, if someone's selling off eight thousand Bitcoin, like people are going to notice, and the price is definitely going to notice. And so that's kind of why, whenever the Mount Gox guy, you'll see it time and time again. They'll be like, "Oh, Mount Gox is moving money," and everyone will fucking bail out the market because that's what happens. Yeah, it's like it's like if the Zodiac killer just killed again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone yeah. in the market goes, he's back. Yeah, he's exactly. Back. And, and you're like, dude, he's like your, your creepy uncle, I guess. I don't know. Like, he just is, like, always there. 
Oh, trying to fuck you. And I can, <laughs> I, might, I might remove that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. might be too far. <laughs> That's funny. Though. Oh, uh, I thought about it in my head, and it just... I'm glad you came out with it. I mean, okay. I'm glad you came out with I it. I honestly might delete that, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's um, fine. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, like, it, it really, like, it really... Man, like, it's, it's, it's an indicator that you never know when it's going to strike, and when it does, people just panic and, you know, go yeah. full-on, full-fledged. Do you think it's a... I mean, so for you, Andrew, would you like? Do you think this is a selling point? Like, do you think this is something that you would move money around, knowing that he just moved his money around? No, I'm more apt to move money on the basis of exchange as being fraudulent than I am from this guy. Uh, but the, it, I don't know. This guy just pisses me off. I, I just—it's just such pure theft, and it's theft of a degree that. I mean, $8 billion, man. Who gets away yeah. with that? Nobody gets away with stealing $8 billion except, you know, this I mean, guy. banks, but anyway. Um, <laughs> True. Banks Shout and out casinos. To banks and um, casinos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, that's brutal. Mount Gox, it just makes me, like, house. it makes me, uh, ang- I mean, angry is not the right word. Disillusioned is what it is. Because, okay. come on. Eight billion dollars. And how do we not? And the the thing is, is this is the downside of crypto, right? Like, is we we can't get them. Like, we we don't know who it is. We can't track it. And so it really has shafted the market. And if you guys are new to crypto, this is like a cornerstone in crypto history. Like, this is if you're looking at a crypto timeline, like Mt. Gox hack is on there. So yeah, um, definitely kind of crazy. It's one of the most important pieces. Yeah, things to ever happen to crypto. So. Yeah. Good to know. Um, don't hold your freaking Bitcoin on an exchange, people. Like that's easiest. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're daily trading, like sure. But if you have cryptocurrency, you got to take it off the exchange. You got to be smart about it because it can happen at any time. And the people who got their Bitcoin hacked probably would tell you it's like one of the worst things to ever happen. So that sucks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Blows. Um, kind of brutal. All right, let's move on. Uh, Mike Novogratz. Let's let's uh, talk about him. Billionaire. Uh-huh. He says that it's irresponsible not to invest in cryptocurrency. So this yeah. guy has made a shit ton of money, and he is telling people that it is irres- it's irresponsible to not invest in crypto. What do you think, Andrew? Well, I hate the wording so much. I don't... It, it just... I think the way that's worded is apt to make more people go, oh, really? Fuck you. I'm not going to invest. Like, yeah. go screw your irresponsibility. If his argument was that it would be, it, it's likely to be advantageous or it's enough, it's a good risk to invest 1% to 2% of what you own in cryptocurrency, fantastic. I think that would be legitimate coming from, you know, someone who's Yeah, I mean, maybe. Successful. See, I agree with him. I think, I think it's awesome. I love that he's saying it's irresponsible because think about it, right? So we, we, you know, talk about investing. We, talk, we definitely talk about crypto, but we love yeah. finance. Andrew and I both love finance. We both talk about, you know, if you keep your money, right, if you keep your money in the bank, right, and this, is, this, uh, this isn't professional trading advice, but this is trading advice. If you keep <laughs> your money in the bank, you're going to lose money because over time, your currency is going to get devalued due to inflation. So... The way that you should hold your money and hold your retirement, right, like 401k accounts, all that is in the stock market. And that's responsible, right? You put your money, 
in, for example, the S&P 500 index fund, right? That's where I keep my retirement fund because it averages 8% every single year. You know what I mean? So like that's responsible. And if you're not doing that, if you just are holding your money in the bank, essentially burying it in a hole, that's irresponsible. So him saying it's irresponsible to not invest in crypto, I think is along that same line. Because if you believe that cryptocurrency is going to take over fiat currency, essentially, like that's where the world is headed, which I think all of us think it is. I mean, if, if you look at just technology in general, like we have quickly gone to computers. Everything is getting computerized. Yeah. Everything is digital. You have yeah. Apple Pay. You have, you have your wallets on your phone. You have your credit cards on your phone. Like, obviously, it's going to cryptocurrency. So if you're, if this guy is saying, and he, he doesn't say your whole thing, right? He doesn't say put all your money into crypto. He says 1% to 2%. Um, and, man, I think it is irresponsible. I think if you're not in cryptocurrency, that's irresponsible for your future. Yeah, I think my argument's more the semantics of instead of saying you're doing something irresponsible, say you could be doing something really smart. So, yeah. I don't, yeah, fair enough. But I, I, I love it. I love, the, the I love conflict. I love the conflict, right? The conflict wakes yeah. people up. The conflict says, fuck you, fight me on this. And then hopefully people are smart enough where they're like, oh, hey, I'm wrong. Like, and most of society is not like that, and I think we're you know, sometimes not like that. But the ideal right. thing would be, hey, you've got to get their attention somehow, and you just saying, oh, this is good, isn't going to get people's attention. You have to be like, it is yeah, physically irresponsible. Point. So I don't know. I that's like, I like conflict. So his background, he's a hedge fund manager for Fortress Investment. Gold, he, was a, he worked at Goldman. Um, so, yeah, no, in a way, yeah, I, I, I buy that. He, uh, he clearly has um, sway in terms of having su success. He also says he owns 20% of his net worth in Bitcoin and Ethereum. Which yeah. wow, that's two hundred and fifty million. So yeah, he's not fucking around. He's he's chilling, man. He's chilling for sure. Money where your mouth is, he is there. Yeah, and he has ten and it's it says that he has ten percent of his portfolio in crypto. Um yeah. but the thing is, is that um a lot of people online were like really angry that he was only saying one to two percent. Like, they were, like, physically angered because they were like, fuck it, put all your, like, savings into crypto. Mortgage your house. Like, guys, moderation, people. <laughs> yeah. Moderation, moderation, moderation. I can't say it enough. See, that is, uh, <laughs> that's as crazy as, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Of course not. Don't put all your money into anything, really. But we also have seen people do that and actually come out on top, but we're not, don't do that. Don't yeah. don't do that, but yeah. All right, let's go on to um, ooh comment of the week. What do you have? Oh, the Reddit. Oh, so mine actually isn't from Reddit. So real talk, mine isn't from Reddit. This is from our Instagram. Um, follow us on Instagram at Greenvisor Guys. We try and be funny. Um, so this 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 guy follows us right on on our Instagram. And I, I look at it, and I'm taken aback. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like <laughs> at Crypto Frankincense. And I'm like, is this a new coin? Like, if you guys don't know, like, Frankincense is like, like a spice. It's like a, it's like a old, like, like people brought Jesus Frankincense. That's yeah. what we're looking at oh, here. Yeah. Um, and so th there's like this guy. His like profile picture is a camel, and there's like little bottles of, of Frankincense. And it, it has nothing to do with crypto. 
Like this guy straight up just has like these he's like he's like oh king of king of the spices, like king of frankincense, crypto frankincense. This guy literally just fucking put crypto in front of the word frankincense and is selling it. He has like a thousand followers. They're following crypto frankincense. What is this world coming to that you can put crypto in front of anything and sell it? I don't know, man. I just thought I have it I have it screenshotted on my phone and if I'm like feeling sad or or I need a laugh, I'll like look it up. I'm like, oh look at that camel, crypto frankincense. Didn't um there was a company, the a, a, an iced tea company on Long Island that called itself Long Island Blockchain, and its stock, I believe it was stock. It might not yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Its share price went up 300% in one day. Because <laughs> it changed its name to Blockchain. Yeah, so here's the thing. This guy clearly has something, but why do frankincense? Frankincense yeah. hasn't been you know, an active used thing in about 2,000 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure Jesus was like rolling around in the manger. He's like, is this uh, on the blockchain? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I can accept this. Yeah, is yeah, this yeah. verified? Okay, cool. You should just do crypto. What, what's a good crypto diamond? I feel like he would just make a ton of money. That's, that's definitely like, like a coin though, for sure. Yeah, I don't know where it is. Yeah, but the crypto frankincense coin probably would sell more than his actual frankincense. So. Oh my gosh. Who knows? Who sells All frankincense? Right. That's great. All right, yeah. here's mine. What's your here's comment? My, here's my comment of the week. Uh, I think I just actually left the page. Damn it. My comment of the week, right, so CBS gave a YouTuber, a cryptocurrency YouTuber, his own show uh, on Bitcoin, and apparently during the show, one of his comments was, or one of his segments was, why I bought 35,000 TRX, and oh. uh, <laughs> the first comment is, fuck, they hired an idiot. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I, I don't know if he, like, got a Lambo for saying that or uh, if, like, Justin's stop. son was in the back with, like, a like a gun to his head and he's like, yeah. I don't know how you got into the CBS studios, Justin's Justin, son, but... Justin's son was just giving him pieces of paper that said, one Alibaba stock. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and that's exactly. A, that's how I said it. 35,000 yeah, Tron, so... Uh, do you think this I is think a good idea? Become, we've, we've become... Well, I mean, no, because... A Bitcoin a TV show? show? I just, come on, man. If it's going to be a CBS show, a show... That, so, I'm, I'm going to be cynical about this one. Uh, uh, I think CBS hired this guy who's probably somewhat of an idiot to... Accurate. Because he's the guy, he's going to get viewers because he's somewhat of an idiot. And yeah, accurate. that is... Uh, Why people come to our show. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that's fine. We're, I don't want to be on TV. Uh, <laughs> um... But that's the thing, dude, is, like, you're fucking shilling a coin on CBS. Like, there should be rules against that. So we need to, like, grab our pitchforks and be like, stop fucking shilling. Because we, I mean, that's why, that's why we have this podcast, right? It's like, we don't want to shill shit. Like, we don't, want, we don't want to have Tron and then be like, well, A, we would never have Tron because we're not fucking stupid. <laughs> but, yeah. like, like, we wouldn't have Tron and be like, oh, this is why we bought so much Tron. And then you're, you're, you're John McAfee. Shut the fuck up, guy on CBS. I don't know who you are. Stop it. it yeah. It's actually John McAfee in a mask. This is just his new thing. The guy looks like he could be John. John I, it, it could happen. It's mask. probably him. All right, general ponderings. Uh, Kodak gets into crypto. Kodak, the, um, the photo company, gets into crypto. And it's interesting because I, I like 
I, I don't like Kodak. I don't actually care about Kodak. But it's funny because Kodak uh, was a major, major, major company when you know people actually took pictures not on their phones. Um, and basically, they did film cameras, and then they actually were the ones that invented the digital camera. So they invented the digital camera 10 years before it was re actually released. But they didn't go to the market with the digital camera because they didn't want to hurt their market share of like yeah. of yeah. film cameras. So they just someone someone in the boardroom was like, "Oh, let's keep this under wraps, guys. Like, don't tell anyone about this digital camera, like this witchcraft." And <laughs> that, I'm sure that person was was punched in the face multiple times. Um, well, the, so Kodak's really been irrelevant for a long time, um, yeah, and yeah. so now. They're creating a crypto to help like copyright images, which is a great idea. Um, it's something that Poet actually, uh, it's a coin that has been doing that for a while as Poet. But fucking, I'm sure they were like, this is our fucking chance. Like, we are coming back. We're not missing this train. We are getting into crypto because we're going to be a first mover on it because we fucked up like on the digital camera. And so I'm sure they have like a shrine of their first digital camera and they go and like pray to it every day as they're like talking about getting into crypto. So they're, they're looking to not fuck up again. Yeah. The thing that bothers me about that camera thing is that, you know, it was a decision that some guy with a spreadsheet said, Hey, we can make more money if we just stay here instead of innovate. And that yeah. has never been the right move ever. Someone I don't know up. any, I don't know if it's ever been, even Wonder Bread, they went, hey, man, we got a good thing going here. Nobody likes Wonder Bread anymore. It's terrible. It is terrible. better bread. But anyway. It is better bread. Um, so, yeah, good for them, I, I guess. Uh, hopefully, I we'll mean, it goes. It's, it, it's an interesting story because they were a truly important American company that made some really innovative stuff and then clearly, for some reason that we don't know, stopped. And that's not what we want. There's, no, there's nothing good about stopping innovation. And uh, so hopefully they can do something pretty cool with this. seems like they have a lot of what you would need to do something pretty cool with this. So, Rad. Yeah. Cool. All right, Andrew, your, uh, your general pondering. All right. Um, so our, we probably shouldn't bash this company because we do have, you know, contact with them for advertising or for, uh, for you know, being a sponsor. But Google, uh, <laughs> the company that we're in contact with, there's a, some guy named Sergey Brin. You know what I mean? He's giving me calls. It's enough. Uh, hitting, up your, anyway, hitting up your cell phone on the daily. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like, look, man, I, there's a lot of people reaching out. Um, I'll get back to you. I don't know why he keeps calling. But anyway, so him and our, good, our great good friend Mark Zuckerberg over at Facebook, they've decided that they're not going to allow ads for ICOs. Um, hmm. Or I think ads for crypto in general. Right, so so it, Facebook is ads for crypto in anything crypto. If you have the word crypto yeah. in it, Facebook yeah. won't run your ad. And then Google, I think, is ICOs. Okay. Yeah, so, so first, first point, um, it's a, they're private companies. They can do what they want. Uh, I don't have any issue with that. The issue I have is that it's an odd time and place for them to get sanctimonious. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, like, Facebook's you know? standing like in the in the fucking courtroom right now, but they're like, oh, ICOs, that's yeah, below our yeah. moral and our so, moral boundaries. Yeah, exactly. So don't do it. Whatever, man. That's it's your company. But at the same time, you don't have a a valid reason compared to the other things that are advertised to say that this can't be advertised. Um, so I just yeah, don't really dude. get it, and it's a it's weird to me in a week that 
crypto is going mainstream in so many other other places, it seems, um, even with the exchange stuff in in South Korea that's not good. But it, it's getting mainstreamed. And then you have two tech companies that are at the center of innovation in a lot of ways. Even Facebook, uh, for a period of time, was definitely the center of innovation in the what I would call the innovation capital of the world, Silicon Valley, who are saying, we don't want your money because I don't really know. I mean, I know why. I, I know why because it's, you know, a lot People of ideas are losing money on illegitimate. Scams. And yeah. they have they have a lot of reason to think that they need the public trust back, but um, I don't I don't know whatever. Just, just brutal. I mean, I it's dumb, and, and that's it. my thing. It's capitalism, man. Like it's a free market. Like you gotta let people sink or swim. Like you, yeah. why aren't you like Facebook? Why are you blocking every cryptocurrency, everything? But then I can get like stupid ass political Russia ads. So, like, your line's ICOs, but Putin can, like, hit me up directly. That's, that's your thing. And, like, influence an election. You're yeah. an asshole. Mark Zuckerberg, you're a dick. Uh, Google. So, Google, I think ICOs are the things that they're kind of staying away from. But Google AdWords is the largest advertising platform um, in the world. And the fact that they're, like, not hitting ICOs, but I don't know if you guys have seen this, like, but on, like, Yahoo, and I'm pretty sure, like, Yahoo is kind of on the similar track as Google. But, like, on Yahoo, it's like, oh, a small business in wherever you are. And they, like, pull your location. And they're like, oh, San yeah. Diego, a small business in San Diego. It's the same picture everywhere you go. And then you, like, go to Florida on a business trip and, like, a small business in Florida. And it, like, has the same people there. I'm like, oh, God, you're fucking trying to scam me. Like, yeah. like so why, why are these companies, like, pushing away from crypto when – Obviously, it's up and coming, and really, where do you get off making that moral decision? I don't yeah, know. I mean, their thing, they're clearly saying we don't need it, and it's not worth what could potentially be something we have to explain in the future. Yeah. Um, but I maybe, I just, maybe my issue that. is that I just don't really get why they think this is a, a less valid version of, um, of, of shilling, essentially, than... Like you said, every time I go on Google or Facebook, which I don't yeah. really go on Facebook, but when I do, there's the same picture of people that says this new company in South Bend, Indiana is doing this really cool thing. And then I go to Rhode Island and it says this new company in Providence is doing this really cool thing. And it's like, what? Come on, man. I mean, if you're going to yeah. do, if you're going to reform, yeah, reform it all. Maybe, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Um, well, yeah, maybe it'll change. Dang. All right. Well, Google figure it out because we're <laughs> going to be working on those you know, advertising. You know, actually, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a stand here. Stop calling. Cause if Stop you're calling not, Google. if you're not going to allow us to advertise on you, you heard it here first. You can't advertise on us. We will not um, be sponsored. Google. We will not be sponsored will by Google. Absolutely still. And we are deciding your search engine because <laughs> Yahoo and Bing even put Trash. together are worth, uh, they're just, you, I mean, you could, just burn them. Trash. <laughs> There's no, yeah, no, no point. Not good. Not good. All right, <laughs> so th cool. So thanks, but yeah. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks, Google, for your sponsorship offer. All right, hey, guys, uh, we are wrapping it up for this week. We will be back next week. Um, we think that the market has no idea what it's doing. We don't know what we're talking about, and we're pretty sure there's no such thing as an expert in the crypto sphere. Um, so keep listening. Let's ride this, let's ride this bitch out and, and see what happens. So... Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.